Lecture topic. Harms of hard-heartedness. How deep they are. It is beyond anybody's capacity, intelligence, ability to be able to express it in this manner. This is the modiza and the miracle of Rasulullah so on the one hand it is dua and at the same time it is ta'aleem it is teaching us, teaching the ummat what we are supposed to ask for how we are supposed to ask so mashallah we do make dua sometimes whereas we should be making dua a lot of times, not sometimes daily there should be some dedicated time for dua Apart from the dua after salah, some dedicated time to beg from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So this dua that Nabi Kareem Wasallam made, this is part of what is known as the Mu'awwizat. Mu'awwizat, things from which refuge is sought, protection is sought. So we also seek protection from many things. We are also very concerned about security, about protection, about safety. Therefore, there are so many things that are done in order to protect ourselves. So many steps and layers of security. And even after all that, we are still feeling unsafe. So, despite that alarm and that armed guard and the whatever other levels of security we have, we are still feeling insecure. So nevertheless, that's not impermissible that a person adopts the means that he can adopt within his capacity. But just as we are concerned about securing ourselves in terms of the worldly issues, that we must not get robbed, we must not get hijacked, we must not get burgled, all the various things that we are afraid about, we are insecure about. So just as we are concerned about this and want to be safe from this, more importantly, we have to be concerned about being saved from those things that are going to harm our akhirat. It will harm our dunya also and harm our akhirat. The harm of dunya, no matter how severe it is, Allah Ta'ala save us from every level of harm. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat at all times. You have to all the time keep begging for this afiyat. But at the end of the day, the harm of dunya is limited, very, very limited. No matter what it might be, but it's limited. And no matter how severe it might be, but it's limited. And one day, every person is going to leave this dunya, he'll leave behind all the problems of dunya. But Allah forbid he has to go ahead and face the problems of akhirat. Then that is a very major problem. Such a major problem that the most severe problem of dunya is not a speck of dust compared to that. So while we will do what is in our capacity to safeguard ourselves in terms of the harm of dunya, to protect ourselves, our families, Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden us of that. We have been, in fact, guided in the ahadith to take the necessary steps that we can. But more than that is to take the steps to save ourselves from the harm of akhirat. And the harm of Akhirat, those factors that lead to the harm of Akhirat, it not only harms the Akhirat, it also harms the dunya. So this is a matter of Khasirat dunya wal Akhirat. The loss of dunya and Akhirat. So there are many, many du'as which are known as the Mu'awwizat. Mu'awwizat, which are du'as wherein the protection of Allah Ta'ala is sought. One very simple dua, we can call it, which is the dua of ta'awud. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Every time a person commences a recitation of the Quran Sharif, in his salah also, before he starts off Surah Al-Fatiha, he first starts off, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Then he continues. So seeking Allah Ta'ala's protection from shaitan, this is something we have been taught. A person is about to enter the toilets. Part of human nature. But you've been taught to ask Allah Ta'ala's protection at that time. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubuthi wal-khaba'id. 
that this is a place where the evil jinnat, the shayateen, they are in such places of dirt, najasat. So now before entering such a place, to seek Allah Ta'ala's protection from the evil jinn, etc. Now we've been taught to ask for this. The person now should enter the toilet also in the sunnah manner, head covered, entering with the left foot, reciting the Basnoon Dua, seeking Allah Ta'ala's protection, taking Allah Ta'ala's name first, Bismillah, Allahumma in ya'udhubika min al-khubuti wal-khaba'id. Like that, there are so many other occasions in the day, at various steps we have been told and taught to take Allah Ta'ala's name, because by taking Allah Ta'ala's name, this becomes a barrier between a person and the forces of evil. And by seeking Allah Ta'ala's protection, we become protected from all these various issues. So likewise in this dua that Nabi Karim made, we are being taught of what we should be seeking protection from. And at the same time, it's teaching us what we should be doing. So in this dua, there are four things that are mentioned from which protection is sought. The first aspect is Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min munkaratil akhlaq. Second aspect, wal a'mal. Number three, wal ahwa. And number four, wal adwa. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min munkaratil akhlaq. Wal a'mal, wal ahwa, wal adwa. The first aspect, Ya Allah, I seek your protection from evil character. Subhanallah. This too is such a message. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu is masoom, his sinless. And his level of akhlaq is beyond com- imagination, beyond comparison. Nobody can come anywhere close to it. It is right at the very peak of good character. Allah Ta'ala endorses this in the Quran Sharif. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ You are at the height of good character. The very peak. But at the same time, the Bia Kareem Salaam is still seeking Allah Ta'ala's protection. One is that this is his extreme humility. That despite being at the height of it, still asking Allah Ta'ala's protection. Ya Allah, I still want to be protected from these bad things, bad qualities, bad akhlaq, bad character. So this was still what Nabi Kareem Salaam being masoom and sinless, being the most perfect in every regard, having the most perfect akhlaq, the best character that anybody can ever possess, and yet he is asking Allah Ta'ala for protection from evil character, bad character. This highlights how bad is this. So one is his humility, but at the same time he's teaching us in this, that look, there's four things asked here. The root of it all is bad akhlaq, poor character. How often do we ask about akhlaq? The sahaba kiram once some sahaba came to say the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and they asked about the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa What was their objective? The objective was in the Quran Sharif, Allah ta'ala has praised Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You are at the height, at the peak of good character. So after all, what is this good character all about? Why they are asking? Just for the sake of some historical fact? No, for the sake of them learning it, emulating it, bringing it into their lives. Whatever they saw, they already saw. They wanted to know perhaps there is much more that we don't even know about, we didn't see, we are not aware of, we perhaps didn't realize the depth of it. So we want to learn, we want to take it in. This is the purpose of asking questions of Deen, to practice upon it. This is the purpose of attending gatherings of Deen, to learn so that we may practice upon it, make it part of our life. Otherwise, it's just a lot of movement coming, going, and then there's no difference in everything. Then we haven't gone anywhere. Inshallah, if the near of that movement is correct, we'll get rewarded for it. But the object is not sawab alone, otherwise you could have been sitting in some corner and making tasbihat, we'll get sawab for that also. We'll get sawab for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif anyway that you're sitting quietly. Alhamdulillah, a very great ibadat. 
But the purpose of this movement of coming, going, attending gatherings of deen, sitting in ta'lim, etc. is not just for sawab. Sawab will come. It is to learn, and not just to learn so that we increase knowledge. To learn in order to practice. To make it a part of our lives. So if we learn about something, now the question we should keep asking ourselves, taking stock for the whole week, what was learned, how much of it did I start practicing? Some portion of it, how much? Take stock. So Sahaba Ikram came to ask, what is this akhlaq? So Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, the reply she gave, kana khuluquhu al-Qur'an. That his akhlaq, what was his akhlaq? His akhlaq was the Quran Karim. What she meant by this? That the, any aspect of akhlaq mentioned in the Quran Sharif, this was in the life of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That was something he loved. If the Quran Sharif speaks about Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, for example, and says, Inna Ibrahim la halimun awwahum munib. That he was somebody very tolerant, somebody who turned to Allah Taala excessively and really beseeched Allah Taala very humbly. That all this was at its peak in Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If she regarding some Nabi Allah Taala says, "Kana sadiqal wad," he was somebody that really was very truthful to his promise. This was at its peak in the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If Allah Ta'ala in some ayat of the Qur'an Sharif speaks about the muttaqeen, that the muttaqeen are those people, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ That the muttaqeen are those who spend in ease, in adversity. They are those who suppress their anger. And they are people who forgive easily. And not just forgiven, leave it at that. وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala loves those who do good in return for the evil that was done to them. Then you'll find all these qualities at its peak in the life of Rasulullah That to what quality he had this nature of being very, very forgiving and overlooking and on top of that forgiveness to make ihsan as well. These are just some little examples, meaning very few examples the whole Qur'an Sharif is filled with aspects of akhlaq. Beginning to end. And every aspect of akhlaq that is mentioned in the Qur'an Sharif, you'll find it at its peak in the Mubarak life of Rasulullah Quran. So what was their purpose of coming to ask? So that we could learn. Learn and then what? Learn and then bring it to practice. If it is something pertaining to our eyes, that Nabi Kareem the mention of Haya is in the Quran Sharif and that Haya was in his life at its peak so now we'll learn about that Haya that Haya must come in our life it must come in our eyes it must come on our tongue that how we speak with Haya it must come in our very walk Tamshi Alastihya Allah Ta'ala speaks in the Quran Sharif in the incident of Musa Salam that the two daughters of Shaybali came out of necessity, how they came? Walking as an embodiment of Haya. In other words, walk can be also of many types. Just the very walk can be in so many different ways. And the way that Allah Ta'ala loves that walk is that walk which is with Haya. So if there's discussion of Haya in the Quran Sharif, it was at the peak in the life of Rasulullah. So in any case now in this dua, Nabi Kareem Salaam is making dua and he's teaching us, this is the lesson for us. Ya Allah save me, I seek your protection from evil character. Why is this so crucial? Because evil character is not just something confined to evil character. It's a cancer. Because it will lead to everything else that is evil. One is that the person, there was a rotten fruit. So the rotten fruit is one rotten fruit. There might be many other fruit on that tree which are fine. So he might just discard that one fruit. But if he planted a rotten seed, 
Then the whole tree is going to be like that. And every fruit will come out like that. So, akhlaq is at the root of everything. And if that akhlaq is good, then it will give rise to every good. And if that akhlaq is evil, then that's a root. And in this hadith sharif, in this dua, there are four things that are sought protection from. Top of the list is bad akhlaq, because this is a root. This will give rise to everything else. It will set off a chain reaction. Now there is so much in this regard of bad akhlaq. We have often heard about the good akhlaq. Now there is so much about the opposite as well. And the opposite has been discussed at length in many ayat of the Quran Sharif mentioned. Many ahadith mentioned also. Because things are understood in contrast. If you see the evil, then you understand the good also. That if this is what the evil is, now I understood what good I have to achieve. Stay far away from this. Otherwise, just talking about the good and not knowing what's the opposite, might not fully be appreciated. That how important this good is. Now when the person realizes how evil the opposite is, it highlights how important this is to be adopted. Now there's many, many aspects in this regard. But there is one particular aspect which we will just discuss for now only. Which the Muhaddithin highlights as being one of the most crucial issues of bad character. Not the only, but one of the very, very crucial issues. Meaning something that is very far-reaching in its harm. Very far-reaching in its the destruction that it can cause. And the ajeeb thing that is that this is sometimes not even regarded as anything. What they state is, the Mashaif states, that the part of bad character which is hard-heartedness. This is one of the root issues of evil character which gives rise to so many other evils. Hard-heartedness, it might just sound like well-being hard, that's it. But now the Mashaikh are stating that this is at the root of so many evils, that this is one of the most, on the negative side, one of the worst things in bad character. Hard-heartedness. Hard-natured. And with regards to Rasulullah this is highlighted in his Mubarak life, the opposite of this. Very easy going, very soft natured. And regarding the believers in one hadith sharif, Nabi Karim Sahasim says, true believers, al-mu'minun, the true believers, the same two qualities. The true believers, meaning those who possess what deen is all about, what akhlaq is all about, then you'll find them, hayyinun alayyinun. Very easy-going, very soft-natured. Easy-going and soft-natured doesn't mean that a person compromises in deen. Easy-going and soft-natured doesn't mean that a person now just gets washed away in any wrong. person is very firm in his deen, but very easy-going and soft-natured. As long as deen is not being compromised, he doesn't make a big issue about anything. He doesn't take issue about things because it affects his personal self. It affects Deen, then he will take a stand. It affects his personal self. Very easy to let go. Very easy to just brush it aside. Very, very easy to forgive and overlook it. And if there's hard-heartedness, very difficult. Not just difficult to forgive, but then that hard-heartedness leads to so many things. Now, when something is hard, it can't absorb. Something hard, put water over it, it can't absorb anything. So likewise, if there's hard-heartedness, if something comes onto that heart, something that attacks it, so to say, or hits it, it can't absorb anything. Meaning there's no tolerance, there'll be no patience, there'll be no 
easy way to overlook it. Anything that hits it now, something hard, hard surface will make us noise also. Can't absorb it too. He'll now want to bounce it back, throw it back. So now, he'll throw it back how? First it might start throwing it back with words. First he'll throw it back with, that anger might come on the face. Eyes will become bloodshot. And then he start throwing it back with words. And then not just words, vulgar, vulgarity. And then from vulgarity it might even start lead to violence. And then after that maybe the universal weapon of many people will be leashed. Then after that that will be whooped out. The universal weapon of, I'll give you salah just now. That weapon, that sword starts being then wielded. <coughs> now anything now, they use that weapon. I'll give you salah just now. It stems from way hard-heartedness. Now that heart is hard, now something happened, you can't let it go. Now that will drag on for days, for weeks, Allah forbid, months, there will be the, say, cold shoulder, say not even cold shoulder, frozen shoulder, not even frozen shoulder, beyond that. They say silent treatment, it's not silent treatment, beyond that, dead treatment. Silent treatment to there's still some movement, like nothing. But where this all stems from? Okay, well, anybody, insan is insan, but something I've said, one minute, one hour, half a day, still understood. But then, carry on, people around are not human, they are some inanimate objects. So this is the aspect that is being taught in this dua. To seek refuge from Allah wa ta'ala from evil character. And in this evil character, one of the crucial aspects is hard-heartedness. So now one is to make dua for protection from this, but all these aspects are also lessons that then effort has to be made to do what is to be done. Person sits in the house of Allah wa ta'ala and makes dua, Ya Allah grant me risk. Alhamdulillah, that's what he must do. Ask Allah ta'ala for risk. But then, if somebody tells him there's no need for you to go to work, you just keep sitting here and making dua, he tell him you haven't understood anything. You must make dua also, and you must make dawa also. You must make dua, and you must go out and make an effort to earn also. Allah Ta'ala is the provider. But. So likewise, you must make dua for good akhlaq, make dua for protection from evil akhlaq. But together with that is an effort involved in removing that evil akhlaq. There's an effort involved in acquiring the good akhlaq. It's not something that just will be wished for and no, part of the system of dunya, the effort must be made. Allah out of His grace will grant it. It's a deep thing, we just mentioned rizq just now. In one hadith sharif, Nabi Kareem says that Allah Ta'ala has qassama akhlaqakum kama qassama fikum arzaqakum aw kama qala Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The wording is approximately this. Allah Ta'ala has distributed akhlaq like He has distributed rizq. So now, that rizq is distributed. But we have to make an effort to acquire it. That's the system Allah has placed. That akhlaq has been distributed. We'll have to make the effort to acquire it. There's an effort involved. The Vyakareem Salaam taught this akhlaq. The Sahaba Ikram learned it. They practiced it. And they shone with this akhlaq. And that is why the Quran Sharif endorsed them. Radiallahu anhum wa This was among the very functions and the objectives of Nubu'at. Nabi Kareem Salaam was sent by Allah wa ta'ala to establish the deen of Allah ta'ala on earth. Eradicate shirk and kufr. To bring alive the oneness of Allah wa ta'ala in the hearts of His servants. This was the primary maqtad. And Nabi Kareem Salaam gave da'wah to this. Oneness of Allah wa ta'ala. But together with that, Nabi Kareem Salaam himself says, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ لِأُتَمِّمَ مَكَارِمَ الْأَخْلَاقِ I have been sent. It is part of my mission. That I must perfect good character. And teach good character and bring it up to perfection. 
So now that's the lesson we have to keep reflecting on. So in any case, in this dua, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu teaches us, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min munkaratil akhlaq. Ya Allah, I seek your protection from evil character. And then second, wal a'mal, and evil actions. As we just discussed, evil character leads to evil actions. Now for example, evil character, one part of evil character is impatience. Good character is sabr. So the opposite of it in the evil character would be impatience. Sabr, sabr has an element of mujahada in it. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَالَّذِي جَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءَهُ وَالْقَمَرَ نُورًا Now, on the surface of it, both mean light. Allah Ta'ala made the sun light also. And the moon also noor, light. But there's a vast difference in the meaning. In one Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem Salaam gives the aspect about various things. He says, at iman Purity is half of Iman. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah will fill the scales of good deeds. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Salatu Nurun. Salah is Nur. Sadaqatu Burhanun. Sadaqa will be a proof for a person of Qiyamah. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Biyaun. To sabr, sabr is Diya. In the eyes of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala described the sun as Diya. And the moon as Noor. And here in this Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sabr, sabr is Diya. What's the difference? Fasirin explained that one is Noor. Like the light of the moon. It's just light and very cool light. And the other is Diya, the light of the sun. The light of the sun which has a lot of heat in it also. That light is accompanied by heat and it burns. Sabr is Diya. It has an element of heat in it, meaning it will be a, a battle inside. It will sometimes burn. But now that is the sabr. But in that burning it will light up. It will light up the heart. It will light up a person's life. It will light up his dunya. It will light up his akhirat. And therefore Allah Ta'ala says that إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ That those who are patient, their reward is limitless. Limitless. Nothing else in the Quran Sharif has been described in this manner. That the reward is limitless. But sabr, it has that, that diya, that heat, maybe it will burn. A person takes it. It burns out all the harm, the evil within the heart. So now this is the good character, sabr. The opposite of it is impatience. Now, if a person has impatience in him, so now what that impatience does? Now, this is bad akhlaq, munkaratil akhlaq. It leads to bad actions, al-amal. The impatience will make him get irritated at small, small things. And when he gets irritated at small, small things also, he'll keep finding fault with everything. And then he'll keep finding fault with everything, then he'll keep now humiliating somebody, keep disgracing someone in the process, keep making very, very hurtful comments. All this is haram to humiliate somebody, hurt somebody in this way. But now it stems from, it stems from the impatience, lack of tolerance. So now, now he had a, got irritated about one thing in the process, what he did? I saw the person's father also. He saw his grandfather as well. Now the poor character, the poor character led to evil actions. Now this is subhanallah the mojiza of the hadith sharif. The mojiza of the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's teaching us, look, set, set it right at the root. Then the rest will take care of itself. But if the root now you're making some effort on the top, you'll get some benefit at the top. But the evil from the bottom will still keep coming up. It'll be ongoing battle then at the top. 
So sort it out at the bottom, at the root. Sort it out at the root, inshallah, you'll get the beautiful fruit at the top also. So now that impatience now led to this evil talk, and vulgarity, and then violence sometimes. And how many things then result? But it started off with evil character. There's just one example. There's so much that we can think about in this manner, where the root of it is evil character. And this leads to evil actions. The person has evil character of what? Shamelessness. That's inside. That's in the heart. He lost his shame. So now that quality of haya, of shame, is gone. So now, it leads to what? Evil actions now. Now he's looking at haram. Now he's going to haram places. So the evil character led to evil actions. And then, just to round off the discussion, time is already gone. After mentioning evil actions, the third thing Nabiya Kareem Sassam says, seeking protection from evil desires. Evil actions and evil desires. Now, this might seem like the sequence is the other way around. That is, desires that lead to actions. That is there in a, in a sense, but it is actions that actually give rise to evil desires. What is the level of natural human desire? Which is easily controlled if a person has the right direction. He hasn't exposed himself to evil environments, to evil company. He hasn't exposed himself to so many other wrongs and harms. Then this is part of human nature which a person will be able to easily rebuff. But it is the evil action of, for example, going to some evil place that now gives a spike to evil desires. It is the evil action of joining bad company that gives rise to a spike of and, and, and gives insights, evil desires beyond what is human nature. Now, for example, a person joined the wrong company. And he joined the wrong company, so now he wants to be part of the group now. He doesn't feel, he feels out of place now. That everybody is doing something, he is doing something else. So he has to now conform. And this is the reason that there's been so much of emphasis on only associating with good company. Because the Bad company, whether a person likes it or not, it will make him bad. So now he he's joined this company. Now everybody started doing something, so now he needs to do something also. So now what he decided to do, they were now offering him something, so he finally took that drug, which he had never taken in his life. So he had never taken in his life, he had never experienced that kind of evil craving before. But now he took it, now the next day he's craving for it. That evil desire has set in him. It got sparked by what? By this evil action of taking the haram. He had never ever wanted to be in haram places. But one day he joined the wrong company and they told him, you're going now, come on, no worry. Now he went and now this sparked of this evil desire. One level of waswasa, which shaitan keeps whispering in the heart of insan. If he keeps within the good environment, good company, very easily he'll be able to rebuff that. But now he went and exposed himself, he went and got himself involved in some haram action. Now this gave rise to haram desires at a level that is way beyond human nature. And this is what Nabi Karim Salaam is teaching us. Don't get involved in these haram actions, you won't get caught up in those haram desires. That now a person is addicted to his phone, addicted to the haram on his phone. And he's looking for every other opportunity to be indulging in worse. And then when he doesn't have it, he's like a fish out of water. And he's restless. And what has happened? The haram actions have given rise and brought in this haram cravings. Al-Ahwa. And subhanallah, maybe going back in that zamana and time, it might have been not so easy for people to have understood the link of the last aspect. But in the 20th century, who has any difficulty in understanding the link? The fourth aspect that Nabiya Kareem mentions, Wal-Adwa. 
evil sicknesses, meaning very, very severe sicknesses, which are a result of evil actions. In that zamana, who had heard of AIDS? But now when a person hears of AIDS, what he thinks about? So now this evil actions led to this evil desires of this level. So then what happened? Now that gives rise to an, a cycle of evil. And when that cycle of evil has set in, then the end result is all these major, severe, serious diseases which are resulting out of haram actions. Many diseases have many uh, numerous reasons and causes for why it can take place. But this is confined to that which is as a result of haram. Something can happen due to haram as well, it can happen due to some other reason. But if haram has been the reason for it, that is something we have been warned about already. That look, if a person is going to get involved in this cycle of evil, he's going to finish off here. So this is the dua that Nabi Kareem Salaam made, this is what he taught us. So many lessons involved in here that we should be taking making the efforts to correct our akhlaq that is the root that akhlaq will get corrected that is now a very very all encompassing aspect akhlaq in deen is not just to say please and thank you that is part of good etiquette that too is part of etiquette of a mu'min but akhlaq is very much broader than that we have to make an effort to learn this akhlaq and most importantly to implement this akhlaq Akhlaq of Nabiya Kareem That akhlaq must be on our tongue. That akhlaq must be in our manner. It must be in our approach. It must be how we go about day-to-day life. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala bless me and all of us with the true understanding. Allah Ta'ala grant us the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala make us among His true and obedient servants. Fa'akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil
ஒன்று اللهم انا نعوذ بك من منكرات الاخلاق والاعمال والاهواء والادواء اله العالمين يا الله اوس مرسيفول موس غريشس موس كاي موس لافينغ الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيفس يا الله الله فوجيفس يا الله يا الله فوجيفس يا الله الله فوجيف ذا انتاي امه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم شوي رحمه امه الله شوي مغفره امه الله ديموف ذا بين اند سفرينغ اوف ذا امه الله grant us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat ya allah save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab ya allah billahul alamin ya allah allah you grant hidayah to all those who are trying to harm islam and the muslims ya allah allah you give them hidayah as well ya allah allah if hidayah is not decreed for them ya allah allah you wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah billahul alamin ya allah allah you spread the wings of hidayah ya allah Allah bring us back onto the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Allah we have brought upon ourselves all the hardships and difficulties ya Allah. Ya Allah we have abandoned the Mubarak way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We have adopted in place the way of his enemies ya Allah. Billahi alamin what a terrible injustice we have committed ya Allah. Ya Allah what great pain we have brought to his Mubarak heart ya Allah. Ya Allah forgive us for this ya Allah. Forgive us for this ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq of doing that which brings coolness to the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ilahu alamin enable us to love his Mubarak sunnah ya Allah. Enable us to adopt the way of the Mubarak sunnah ya Allah. Ya Allah bless us with the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Bless us with his beautiful muamalat and muasharat ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah. Bless us with wonderful akhlaq ya Allah. Remove all evil character from us ya Allah. Allah grant us a soft nature ya Allah. Remove hard heartedness from us ya Allah. Remove the vulgarity from our tongues ya Allah. Remove the evil from our tongues ya Allah. Make our tongues ya Allah places of sweetness ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah. Put haya in our eyes ya Allah. Put haya in our ears and tongue ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah. Fill our hearts with haya ya Allah. Ilahu alamin. Fill our hearts with all the qualities of iman ya Allah. remove the pride the arrogance the malice the jealousy and all the evil character ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima allah remove every trace of the ailments ya allah ilahul alamin those in any financial difficulties remove it with afiyat ya allah grant barakat in each one rizq ya allah grant abundant halal and tayyib rizq filled with barakat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah grant every khair and barakat to one and all ya allah Allahu alamin ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah ya Allah unite the hearts of spouses ya Allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya Allah unite the hearts of families ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allahu alamin ya Allah Allah all those who are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima Allahu alamin ya Allah Allah all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with noor ya Allah raise their stages in the akhirah ya Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah the time of our death ya Allah Take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on perfect iman, ya Allah. Take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Allah, save us from the traps of shaitan and nafs at that critical time, ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, ya Allah. Grant us husnul khatima, ya Allah. Allah, fill our covers with noor, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, ya Allah. Allah, you bless us with every khair and barakat, ya Allah. Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, grant each one every khair and barakat, ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Grant each one every good, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those, ya Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships they are in, whatever anxiety, sorrow, depression, worries they are in, Allah, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Grant itminan to the hearts, ya Allah. 
from the heart with sukoon, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله